Hallelujah. Good morning, afternoon, evening. I believe God is be good to you. Welcome to the month of June. Praise the Lord. We've been looking at the race of life for some time now. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we are looking at the race of life, part four, looking unto Jesus. We have established that life is a race and not a casual walk. And to make the best of life, we must run it purposefully. Many have gone ahead of us. Some are running the same race with us right now. And many are coming right behind us. Who can witness that, yes, this race is not easy, but it is achievable. We call them clouds of witnesses. To succeed in this race, we must beware of weights and sin because they will only slow us down. The lighter we are, the easier and quicker our flight. So whatever constitutes weight, whatever makes us sin, we must beware. We must run away from them. They might even be people. We must run away from them. We must avoid them with all our strength so that this race, we will win. We also establish that the race must be run with patience. There is no room for giving up or burning out. All we need is to fix our eyes on the word, the word of God. When we fix our eyes on the word, we are invariably looking unto Jesus because Jesus is the word of God personified. He is the word. And nothing was made that was made outside him. The worst thing that can happen to a child of God is to make man his or her standard for living. Man will always be man, with all their flaws and inadequacies, which they try so much to conceal from the eyes of outsiders. Many people today are living fake lives. They are amazing, prayerful, godly men and women in the public and devils at home. So beware not to fashion your life according to another man. I respect graces and people, but I never fashion my life after any mortal man because the best of men are men at best. I have seen mighty Christians, celebrated and popular, high and influential, brought to nothing by sin and lack of self-control. Yet we do not know 
that they battle with so so many vices and weights. The Bible said, Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. We can see this in Jeremiah chapter 17. I want us to read it from verse 5. He said, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusted in man, in the strength of man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departed from the Lord. Because you know you can't put trust in God and man at the same time. The way man, the way our our lives are, is either you are trusting God or you are trusting man. You can't serve two masters at the same time. For it shall be like the health in the desert. It shall be like a shrub, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Say, blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For it shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out his fruits, his roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Praise the Lord. The reason why we do not fashion our lives, you know, with men as our standard is because their hearts, the heart of man is deceitful, you know. We only see what they want us to see. Praise the Lord. We only see what man wants us to see. And so, blessed is that man that trusts in the Lord. We need to look unto Jesus and live. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what lies ahead of me. He knows the route that I must take to get there. Note that my route is not your route. Neither is your route mine. So I will not fashion my life after yours. A lot of people have fashioned their lives after others and got utterly disappointed because at the end of it, they discovered that the person they were trying to look like was even worse. They were even better than them. Praise the Lord. Jesus is the beginning of my life. He is the originator. He is the author. Bible said is the author and the finisher. Is the author of my life. And so, all I need to do is look unto him. When I put my gaze on him, I will always be encouraged. As a Christian, this 33 years plus in him, it has just been him. Whenever I try to, you know, uh, look at people, I discover that I only see what they want me to see. Man can pretend. The best of man is man at best. And man at best is weak. Man at best is full of flaws and frailty. And so, the Lord will help us to keep our gaze on him. Jesus is my author. Who is an author? Who is an author? An author is the person 
who originated or gave existence to anything. The person who originated or gave existence to anything is an author and whose authorship determines responsibility for what was created. Because he created me, he takes responsibility over my life. Because he created me, he has also planned. He has given me responsibilities too. The things that I should do as is, you know, is created. He's the creator and he created me. I'm his creature. Created unto God. I am created unto him. And so, I need to know what his blueprint is for my life. In the layman language, an author is the writer of a book, an article, a play, or other written work. So, there is a book that is written about me. How I will be born till when I will die. When I find that book, life becomes easy. And that book is in Jesus Christ. The play that has been scripted for me, about me, how my life will be from conception to death, written, scripted by Jesus, is in his hands. And so when I look unto Jesus, I know what has been scripted. And so when I see myself playing the script, I'm not discouraged. Your script might be very easy, like Solomon was born and became the king. Didn't really go through nothing. The father fought all these battles for him. He entered into his father's rest. But you understand what happened at the end of his life. He ended up in lamentation. Or your script could be like that of Joseph that saw the glory when he was 17, but entered it when he was 30. Went through the four P's of life from the P's to Potiphar's house to the prison before he finally came to the last P, the palace. That was his script. He had to leave it. Or is your script like Nebuchadnezzar that had to go to the to the land of the animals to eat grass to learn wisdom? Every one of us has our script written. Pharaoh's script was written, and God said, "I will harden this man's heart that I may show people that I am mighty." That was his script. And he lived it. Judas lived the script. I must live my script. And it's as it is written. Hebrews ten seven, Psalm forty seven. They both read. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will. Oh God. I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Jesus 
was born to die. That was the script. And at the time when it was close to achieving the purpose for his birth, he became scared. He didn't want to do it again. He saw that death was painful. I'm sure when he was coming, he didn't know the stink of death. But as a man, he saw the pain of death. He saw that woman taking her only son to be buried. He saw Lazarus dead and stinking. He saw the pain in Mary and Martha. He saw the pain of loss. And I'm sure he began to think, oh, if I die now, my disciples, my apostles, my mother, my siblings, my followers, how would they feel? Oh, the hurt. I'm going to leave all this behind. And Jesus began to fear. And he said, Father, if it is possible for you to take this cup from me, I don't want to drink it again. Take it away. But he, did, he said one thing, one final word, sentence. He said, but not my will, your will be done. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. And so Jesus obeyed the will of God. And today is our standard for living. If we can stick to what is written or scripted for our lives, we are sure to finish the race grandiously. And that is my prayer for you and I. God, keep my eyes focused. I want to look straight forward. I want to mind my business. I want to look unto just Jesus. I don't want to look unto any man. I want to look unto Jesus. Because he is the author. He is the finisher of my faith. And I know if we follow Jesus, we will say like Paul, I have finished my course. I have fought this fight. I have finished it. And they set before me a crown, a crown of glory that my Father will bestow upon me. This race should be run looking unto Jesus. Praise the Lord. If you have not given your life to Jesus Christ, for you to look unto him, you need to first of all surrender your life to him. And you wish to. Surrender it to him today. I need you to pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize I need you. Forgive me all my sins. Accept me into your beloved. From today, I want to follow you. I choose to live for you. Forward ever, backward never. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, for accepting me. In Jesus' name, congratulations. You've, you've, 
you've made the best decision of your life. Now look unto Jesus. The race is not to the swift, but it's unto the Lord that showeth mercy. And the Lord will give us a perfect end. He will give us a beautiful finishing. We will finish strong. We will finish well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have given your life to Jesus, please don't forget. He that compares himself with another is not wise. To compare yourself with another is foolishness, is folly. The best of man is man at best. And the best of man is full of freety and flaws. God bless you. I remain Ami Mostukura saying, I love you. God loves you more. Bye-bye. See you next time for another podcast.